Greetings from Covenant Community of LJ, Georgia. We want to thank you for taking the time to listen to these messages God has provided to our fellowship from His Word. May He bless you richly as you seek Him. We'd like to invite you to be with us in person someday soon. And for information on that, visit us at covenantcommunitylj.com. And now, let's open up God's Word. He despised the shame. He despised uh, what all he would have to go through in comparison with what he was purchasing for you and for me. And, uh, you know, we sang at the uh, graduation ceremony for Linda, Amazing Grace, how sweet that sounds. It saved a lowlife like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. I was blind, but now I see it was your heart it was your grace that taught my heart to fear my sin, my helplessness. And then your grace, my fears relieved. How precious did that grace appear the hour that I first believed. Uh, in uh, Daniel chapter 2, now what I want to do is uh, Lord willing, if you have not read the Bible carefully about these things, you've heard lots of sermons on hell. You've heard lots of sermons about how bad we are. But not a lot of people paid a lot of attention to what the Bible says about um, his heaven that he's prepared for us. And uh, in Daniel chapter 2, uh, King Nebuchadnezzar had a dream, and I would love to read that through with you, but uh, in, in his dream, he saw a big image that had a golden head, silver arms, uh, or silver body, and brass, and then iron, and then clay and iron mixed in the feet, and he said, what does that mean? Nobody could tell him what it means. He was so upset, because he knew it meant something, and then Daniel was called in, and Daniel said, well, I can't do anything but God reveals dreams. And let me tell you, he has laid out history before you. He's laid out history before you. And there was a big rock uncut by human hands came and smashed the image, knocked it down and pulverized it to dust. And Nebuchadnezzar said, what does it mean? What does it mean? Daniel said, the, the head of gold is your kingdom, sir, Babylon. He said, after you is coming a weaker kingdom, the Medo-Persian empire, that's the two arms of silver there. And then after you is coming a weaker kingdom. That's the bronze. And that will be Alexander the Great that is coming. And then after him, after he has given a unified world language all across the world of uh, uh, Greek, the Koine Greek, which our Bible, our New Testament is written in, then will come the Roman government. And the Roman government came and they made roads all across the empire. I tell you what, God gave a language and God gave transportation and God allowed the gospel to spread across the world with lightning speed for, the, for those days, even like it's doing now. And then he said, uh, then when you saw that stone that cut by human hands come and smash it, that is Jesus. Coming. And verse 44, he says, In the days of those kings, when the iron is mixed with the clay and, and, and they can't really bond together, and there's all kinds of confusion. In the days of those kings, the God of heaven, capital G, the God of heaven, will set up a kingdom which will
will never be destroyed. And that kingdom will not be left for another people. It will crush and put to an end all these kingdoms, but it will itself endure forever. Inasmuch as you saw that a stone was cut out of the mountain without hands, and that it crushed the iron, the bronze, the clay, the silver, and the gold, the great God has made known to the king what will take place in the future, so that the dream is true and its interpretation is trustworthy. God is not making it up as he goes along. He has some things planned. Now, he has a lot of flexibility in his plan. He has interactivity. You do have some choices, but there are some things which you don't have any choice about. There's some things going to happen right on time. These kingdoms are setting up. You know, we've got all kinds of political arguments going on in our country right now. Uh, la, 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 la. Well, I'll tell you what. Psalm 2 says, the king of kings is sitting on his throne. And be careful how you run your mouth down there because he is listening carefully. Uh, we make our plans, but God is the one who works all things together for good to those who love him, called according to his purpose, to make us more like Jesus, and I hope that's your desire today. God loves people. Uh, the, the end of it here will be God has prepared that heaven will come down, the heavenly Jerusalem, the city that he's prepared, will come down to earth, and God is going to make a new heaven and a new earth, and we can argue about those details if you want to, but uh, Linda has gone to heaven right now, absent from the body, present with the Lord. But that is not where she's going to stay forever. That is intermediate heaven, okay? Heaven is going to come to earth. We'll read some scripture here in a minute, and if you don't like it, don't worry about it. God's going to do it the way he's going to do it anyway. And if you disagree with me on some detail about it, all of us agree whether you're amillennial or premillennial or postmillennial or pre-trib or mid-trib or post-trib. And, and I love to talk all about that. And whichever one you want to take, I can argue you down on that one and, and, and get you all confused. But the thing we all agree on is God is the living God Almighty. Always was, is, and always will be. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. And he made this earth because he loves people. And Adam messed it up big time and brought evil. Opened the door because he had jurisdiction. And he opened the door to evil into this universe. And it just didn't affect people. It affected lions. They suddenly started eating sheep and antelope and just ruined their day. I mean, uh, you know, everything changed in the universe. God says the, the, what evil did the universe is true. So one of these days, God is going to make a new heaven and a new earth where it just dwells righteousness. And you have the opportunity to be there through faith in Jesus Christ. God didn't say, well, the devil's messed it up. I can't fix it. He said, the devil's messed it up. Watch this. The devil thought that he'd done something great when he got Jesus crucified. But he didn't know the deeper plan of God Almighty. That the innocent Son of God, God himself, could die for sinful man. He could go into the grave. And all that Adam messed up, the last Adam, Jesus, came to undo. To fix. Not just repair, but to transform. Jesus went into the grave. And he 
went into, in my understanding, went down, preached to the spirits in prison, whatever they were, angels or the people of Noah's day, whatever you want to uh, argue about there, he went there. He went to the furthest reach of sin and evil and hell, whatever we were going to have to suffer, paid for that all and came back all out to destroy the power of evil in our lives, send the Holy Spirit into our lives so we can be a different kind of people, so we can live in victory. There's some of you here who've never surrendered to Jesus. He came all the way from heaven and said, you're helpless and hopeless without me. You're doomed to destruction. You're on death row. You're awaiting execution. You're headed there. I love you. Don't go there. Let me be your Lord and Savior. Put your faith in me. I will send my spirit into you. You will become a different kind of a person. You say, well, I just don't think he can do that for me. Well, he's done it for everybody else. <laughs> he's gone. You're dweeb. You, you just, <laughs> you know, all of us are. God loves people. And I hope dweeb's not a bad word. Uh, I, I think it's, you know, <laughs> all through history, God reached down and, and Adam and Eve, he met with them every day. He was so excited to let them tell him what they had learned about his wisdom and his power and his creativity uh, there. And then Adam sinned, and for the first time, when he heard God's voice, he ran and hid. He covered it up. He blamed Eve. Uh, she blamed the devil. And man became hostile towards God. And you find Cain, who resists God and, and, and is overwhelmed by sin. Uh, Abel is offering the sacrifices and coming there and, and has a relationship and a friendship with God. And I'm just going to name some of the names of these people down through history. God wanted us to have dominion over the earth. God wanted us to walk with him and to enjoy all that he made. And so you have Abel, you have Enoch, you have Noah, you have Abraham, you have Isaac and Jacob and Joseph and Moses and Joshua and Ruth and Deborah. And you have the various judges that came and Samuel, and David, and the kings, and Solomon, and Asa, and Jehoshaphat, and Joash, and Hezekiah, and Josiah, and the prophets that came, Elijah, and Elisha, and Jonah, and Isaiah, and Ezekiel, and Jeremiah, and Daniel, and Ezra, and Nehemiah, and Malachi, and then there's 400 silent years. God was at work in the world, but it's 400 silent years of his communication. But God all the way through has been reaching out to people, reaching out to people. Now the Bible is not a complete history of everything that happened. There was stuff going on in China. There's stuff going on in India. There's stuff going on up there with those Eskimos whenever they got there. God has been reaching out to people all across the world. Psalm says the heavens declare the glory of God. The firmament shows its handiwork. Day of the day utter speech. Night unto night shows knowledge. There isn't any speech or language where God's not communicating with people. And if they will turn towards him, he will give them the light they need to know him. Look at Rahab the harlot. The only person in Jericho willing to say, I want him to be my God. God said, really? Sent the two spies to her, and she came in to the family of God and into the lineage of Jesus Christ. Ruth the Moabites, she said, your God will be my God. Your people will be my people. And God welcomed her, and she was in the lineage of Jesus Christ himself. Uh, God loves people. He's been reaching out to people, and he's reaching out to you. You. He's reaching out to you today. It's not enough just to say, yeah, I believe in God. The devil believes in God and trembles. The demons tremble in the presence of God. Have you surrendered to him? 
Have you agreed with him? Have you asked Jesus Christ to come into your life? God has been reaching down all the way through. And then there's 400 silent years. And then there's Zacharias. And there's Elizabeth. And they didn't have a kid. And I tell you what, if you're going through some frustrating situation now and you think God's just held back on you for so long, over and over and over, you know, Samuel's mama felt that way. Hannah. And look, here came Samuel. Man, one of the most special prophets of all time. Sarah was so worried. And, 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 and it, when it was hopeless, God gave her Isaac, which means laughter. Oh, man, talk about tickled to death. She had that little baby. She said, this is amazing. That was God's miracle. Sometimes God is holding back because he wants to do something extraordinary in your life. Do you trust him? Do you trust him? He loves you. He is God. There's Simeon. There's Anna. There's John the Baptist. There's a wise man way up over there. They saw a star and they said, oh, the Messiah is born. And they came and hunted him down and, and came to him. There's the shepherds. You know, they were despised by everybody else, but God knew their heart. And they said, oh, really? Unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And they said, man, let's go see. And they left the sheep up there. Somebody said, well, don't you care about the sheep? Said, not as much as we care about that. And they went down to see Jesus. There's Nicodemus. There's the centurion. There's the Ethiopian eunuch who came all the way from Ethiopia hunting for what he could find out about God. And God sent Philip to him and he was saved and baptized. And as Philip uh, brought him up out of the water, Philip disappears. Ka-choom! and appears 30 miles away. God has been working miraculously in people's lives all the time. And guess what? Right here in LJ, he's reaching out to you. He's reaching out to you. He's reaching out to you. Are you going to say yes to Jesus? He has prepared a place for eternity. In America, uh, 70 to 80% of the people believe that there's an eternity, and a whole bunch of them think they're going to heaven. Jesus said many will be at the gate of heaven said, Hi, Jesus. Aren't you lucky? I'm here. <laughs> What's your name? Well, my name's Hermit. The third. And? Well, of course you can open doors to heaven, aren't you? Hey, Gabriel, is this name in the book? Nope. No, Hermit the third here. Depart from me. Workers of iniquity. No, 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 that's a mistake here. I heal people in your name. Oh, my name's strong. It heals me. I cast out demons in your name. Oh, demons are scared of me. They'll leave me. That doesn't mean I know Jesus. That is my power, not your power. That is me, not you. Depart from me, workers of iniquity. That would be a sad thing. Because there's not a way back from there. Have you given your life to him? You say, well, I'm going to someday. You know, Ricky said, I wish I hadn't waited so long. Ephesians 4, 17 um, says, and I didn't give you that one, Jay, don't worry about it. Uh, says, peace to those who are near. Peace to those who are far away. You're reconciled through the cross and given access through one spirit to God, the Father. You become fellow citizens with the saints and are in God's household built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets, Jesus Christ being the cornerstone. Uh, 1 Thessalonians 5.10. 1 Thessalonians 5.10. Now, if you want to hear the rest of this, you just have to come tonight. Sorry. Uh, uh, if we were in Africa, we'd go for a while, but I know we're not, and so uh, we won't 
do that. If you want to go with me sometime to Africa, you can. 1 Thessalonians 1, verse 5, I'm sorry. Uh, 1 Thessalonians 1, 5, Paul says, Our gospel, the good news, didn't come to you in word only, but in power and in the Holy Spirit and with full conviction, just as you know what kind of man we proved to be among you for your sakes. You also became imitators of us and of the Lord, having received the word, listen, in much tribulation with the joy of the Holy Spirit, so that you became an example to all the believers in Macedonia and in Achaia. For the word of the Lord has sounded forth from you, not only in Macedonia and Achaia, but in every place your faith towards God has gone forth, so that we have no need to say anything. Everybody's heard about you. Verse 9. For they say, they themselves report about us what kind of reception we had with you, how you turned to God from idols. What are you worshiping today? Are you willing to turn to Jesus, the living God? Are you willing to bow before him, worship him, and say, you are my God? They turned from idols to serve the living and the true God and to wait for, listen, to wait for his son from heaven, whom he raised from the dead. That's Jesus who rescues us from the wrath to come. There is a day of wrath coming. There is a day of judgment coming. Jesus came to rescue us from that, to bring us into the family of God, not just to be servants, but to be part of the bride of Christ and to experience what he has for us. Look at chapter 4, verse 13. I just want to talk to you. Uh, 4.13 says, For we do not want you to be uninformed, brethren, about those who are asleep. That's what God says about Christians when they die. They've just gone to sleep. Uh, their body lays there in the cemetery. Uh, Linda said, another Linda said, we plant them and God brings them up. It's a people, right? But uh, don't grieve like those who have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so God will bring with him those who fall in the sleep in Jesus. For this we say to you by the word of the Lord, that we who are alive and remain, in other words, we could be here when Jesus comes, until the coming of the Lord will not precede those who have fallen asleep. Their bodies are laying there. Their spirit is with Christ. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout. I don't know what he'll shout, but it's going to be a loud shout. With the voice of the archangel, with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Their bodies will come up. Then we who are alive and remain, if we're alive when that loud shout comes, we will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so we shall always be with the Lord. Comfort each other with these words. That's what's going to happen. And then you can read chapter 5. It says, now, as to the times and the epochs and the big periods of time, brethren, you don't have need anything to be written to you. You yourselves know full well that the day of the Lord, that's the final day, the big day, will come just like a thief in the night. It'll be like Noah's day. The ark was made. Possums went by two by two. Giraffes went by two by two. Hippopotamuses went by two by two. And people went far out. Man, come over here. And they watched. And there went two orangutans. And there went two chimpanzees. And there went two aardvarks. And, you know, they just said, this, this is really strange. What are they all going in there for? Ah, uh, he's got food in there for him, I guess. I don't know what it's about. And they just watched and laughed and had fun. And then they saw Noah and his kids go in there and their wives. And, 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 and then the door, big door. closed. And they said, wow, how'd you get that thing open? God closed the door. Amen. 
And then suddenly they felt drought. It never rained before. It was just a mist covered the ground. Rain started raining, and it started, the fountains of the deep were broken up, and there was torrential rain, and it's nothing like the Kutawadi out here. I'll tell you what, it flooded and flooded, and people went, no, no, we want in. Sorry, door's closed. I can't open it. You can't get in. There is a day that is the point of no return with God. God says, look, I've written here. I've got wonderful things planned for you. Be ready. But you, brethren, verse 4, are not in darkness that that day overtake you like a thief. In other words, it's not going to come on me by surprise. The things that God said are happening. Floods, earthquakes, famines, diseases, plagues. The things that he said are intensified. You know, just like birth pains. In a woman, as she gets ready to have the baby, at first the, the, the pains are far apart, and then they intensify. For you are all sons of the light, verse 5, and sons of the day. We are not of the night nor of the darkness. So then, let's not sleep like the others do. Let's be alert and sober. For those who sleep, sleep at night. Those who are drunk, get drunk at night. But since we're of the day, let's be sober. Put on the breastplate of faith and love and the helmet of hope, the hope of salvation. For God has not destined us for wrath, but for obtaining salvation, for obtaining deliverance our Lord Jesus Christ, listen, who died for us, so that whether we're awake, alive in this body when he comes, or asleep, our bodies in the ground and our spirits with him, we will live together with him. Wherefore, encourage, therefore encourage one another. See, look, look at back, back at uh, chapter 4, verse 14. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so God will bring with him those who've fallen asleep in Jesus. Jesus will be coming. Linda will be with him. Uh, my mom and daddy will be with him. I, I said my mama and Linda probably up there talking about me now. Said, Lord, <laughs> we've tried to tell that boy. And I used to tell my mama, when you get to heaven, you'll find out I was right. And, uh, and she's up there said, I tried to help the boy, Lord. But, you know, this is reality. If this isn't real, what do you got? Where did everything come from? Why is it here? Where are you headed? That's a sad place to be. Well, uh, I would love to read to you. Uh, you'll just have to look at it later. In Hebrews 11, it says that Abraham, verse 8, Abraham was sent out by God. And he wandered about as a nomad for all of his life. But he was looking for a city whose builder and maker is God. Chapter, verse 32 to 40 there says that the people who suffered, some of them were being tortured and they would not give up the name of Jesus because they were looking for a better resurrection. They would not deny Jesus. They said, I'm willing to die for him. And then you can go to uh, 2 Peter chapter 3, verses 10. Let's go there, 2 Peter 3, 10. And we'll look at Revelation 21 quick. And then we'll have to go. And then we can come back tonight for part two. 2 Peter 3. Verse 8 says, Don't let this one fact escape your notice, beloved. With the Lord, one day is like a thousand years. And a thousand years like one day. So really, Linda's just about ten minutes ahead of us, right? Uh, she's just going on in there. Lord is not slow about his promises, as some men count slowness, but he's patient towards you. Listen. You, today is your day to give your life to Jesus, to say, I don't have to understand it all. I just want Jesus to be my Lord and Savior. I want him to guide and direct me. I want his spirit in me. I want to say yes to Jesus. He's patient 
not wishing for any to perish, but for all to come to repentance. But the day of the Lord will come like a thief, into which the heavens will pass away with a roar. <laughs> I'll be careful. I won't roar too much. You know, I mean, can you imagine that? Just looking, imagine that of all the atom bombs in the world, suddenly went off at once. <coughs> imagine Mount St. Helens. I mean, 10,000 feet, how many thousand feet that went up there. Imagine that the heavens will pass away. Whatever has been polluted by sin, however far evil has gone, all of that will... <coughs> And the elements, I mean, everything's got elements, right? Will be destroyed with intense heat, and the earth and its works will be burned up. Since these things are to be destroyed in this way, what sort of people ought you to be in holy conduct and godliness? Looking for and hastening the coming of the day of God, because of which the heavens will be destroyed by burning, and the elements will melt with intense heat. But according to his promise, we're looking for a new heaven. And a new earth in which righteousness dwells. Now, we could spend a lot of time arguing about is it all destroyed and make something new, or does he just purge it, cleanse it? I think he purges it, cleanses it. Uh, and, and since we're right close to the end here, look at Revelation 21 and 22, and you can read those later. But look at Revelation 21, verse 1. Then I saw a new heaven. And a new earth. Remember in Hebrews we talked about a city. Abraham is looking for that city whose builder, maker is God. I saw a new heaven and a new earth. And in Isaiah it talks about that. Go read through Isaiah and you'll find references to when there's going to be a new heaven, a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth passed away and there was no longer any sea. And I saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, made ready as a bride adorned for her garment. And that city the heavenly Jerusalem uh, coming down to earth, a new heaven and a new earth. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is among men. How would you like that? God's coming to live with you. You know, it's great that when we die, we go to heaven to live with God. But one of these days, he's going to make a new heaven, a new earth. And we could ask all kinds of questions, uh, and we'll talk about those tonight. Will we know each other? Will there be animals there? Uh, all, all those kind of things. We'll talk about that tonight. But he says, the tabernacle of God is among men, and he will dwell among them. They will be his people. God himself will be among them. And he'll wipe away every tear from their eyes. And there will be no longer any death, no longer any mourning or crying or pain. The first things have passed away. And he who sits on the throne says, Behold, I'm making all things new. And he said, Write, for these words are faithful and true. And he said to me, It's done. I am the Alpha, the beginning, and the Omega, the end. I will give to the one who thirsts from the spring of the water of life without cost. He who overcomes will inherit these things, and I will be his God, and he will be my son. But for the cowardly and unbelieving and abominable and murderers and immoral persons, and sorcerers, and idolaters, and all liars, their part will be in the lake that burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. See, death is not an end. Death is a separation. The first death is separation from your body. By your spirit leaves your body. The second death is when your spirit is sent away from God, and you're separated 
from God in the lake of fire, prepared for the devil and his angels, not for people. But if you reject God, Jesus said, if you're not for me, you're against me. He doesn't gather with me, scatters abroad. There's only two sides to this, and they're not equal. The devil is created. He wants to tell you that he's equal to God. He wants to, and, and, and I don't believe that the whole earth and skies will be vaporized. God doesn't let the devil beat him. He will take, and what the devil's messed up and scrambled up that looked hopeless, he will make into a new heavens, make into a new earth. And there'll just be righteousness there. And all those who love unrighteousness will be gone from him. Are you with me? Are you, have you said yes to Jesus? You know, when we think about heaven, one pastor uh, told uh, Randy Alcorn, he said, uh, I'd rather just be annihilated. The thought of sitting in heaven on a cloud, strumming a harp forever, sounds like hell to me. And he said, where did you get that idea? That's not what the Bible says. The Bible says that we will be living on a new earth. God himself will be with us. Jesus, John 14, says, I'm going to prepare a place for you. And when I prepare it, you know, it's not going to be huge uh, tenement buildings. Which one's yours? Doesn't matter, they're all the same. No. He has affectionately counted every hair on your head. He knows your name. He knows everything about you. He made you unique. Look at the fall, how beautiful it is. All the leaves are, are all different colors. Look at the fish in the sea, all different kinds of fish. Look at the animals that he's made. Look at all this. And in his great creativity, we are not animals. We are a superior being. We have a spirit. We have a relationship with God. We are made in his image. And he, uh, the, the devil has come and, and deceived us and taken us away. But he has come to reverse the curse, amen, and to bring back a new heaven, new earth. Start studying the Bible. Uh, if you want to go to... Uh, YouTube, it has lots of bad things, but you can go there, look up Randy Alcorn, and he's got a big, thick book on heaven, uh, and he's got some good things there. David, Jeremiah, lots of good people talking about heaven, having a discussion there. The thing that I want you to do today is not to just think, well, when I die, I'm up there, I'm just like a uh, Casper the ghost floating around heaven. <laughs> yeah. No, no. God, if God showed us what it was like, you'd never go to the doctor again. Y'all be canceling your appointments? Say, maybe I'll die. I'm going to leave it with you, Martha. Uh, it's all yours. You know, I don't care. You can have it all. No, I'm out of here. Uh, let me go over there. Somebody's got sickness. I'm going to go over there and see if I can get sick and die. If we knew what it was like, we'd be worthless here. So he doesn't tell us much. He just gives us, you know, there's, a, there's an old song, Beulah Land. says, I'm kind of homesick for a country to which I've never been before. Do you feel a little bit of tug in your heart for that country you've never been to before? That tug to be with God and to know that while I'm here, He never leaves me or forsakes me, but He has prepared a place for me where the streets shine with the glory of land. There's a place and you can go there. You can live there beyond time because of you, because of your love, because of your blood. Oh, all our sins are washed away. We will live forever. Now we have this hope because of you. We will see you face to face and we will dance forever in the city of our God because of you. No more sickness, no more sadness, no more crying, no more tears, no more death, no injustice. Just in his presence forever. And you say, what do we do if you knew? We will
say, will, will I love people? Will I be married to my spouse? Some of you say, that would be awful. And other people say, well, that'd be wonderful. Listen, the love that we have there will be a pure love. The greatest love you have on this earth is nothing compared to the love that we will have for all of us there. And we will never be as smart as God. We will always be moving further up and further in in our relationship with God. It will be incredible as we begin to see what all he's done for us. We'll be praising for him. Well, you know, as Anthony was saying, all those things that happened to him. And that guardian angel said, nope, can't happen yet. Yeah, and, and protecting him, protecting him. And when we see how he took care of us, God's eternity for us. This is just a dressing room for eternity today. If you're not a child of God and you say, man, the way you're talking, I, I want to be part of that. Uh, I, I don't want to just get saved so I don't go to hell. I don't want to just get saved so I go to heaven. I want to be part of God's great plan that he made me for. And, and I've been saying no, but today, I don't understand it all, but today, I'm willing to admit, yes, I'm a sinner. Uh, I'm willing to repent of that. I'm not as good as I want to be. I know I'm not as good as he wants me to be. Jesus, will you come into my heart? Will you do whatever it is that you do to make me a child of God? Will you fill me with your Holy Spirit and then help me to join Ricky uh, in, in, a, in a walk with Jesus, to join these other people who've been walking with Jesus a long time? Is there anybody who wants to do that today? Just raise your hand. Now, I know you've already done it, some of you, but if today is your day to do that, just God knows the language of the heart. Dear Lord Jesus, I know I'm a sinner. You've said that all have sinned fallen short of the glory of God. And the wages of sin is death, eternal separation from you. But your gift is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. I know that he wasn't just another man. He was God come in the flesh because you loved me and he loved me. And thank you that you said that through faith in him, I become one of your children. Please do whatever you do to make me your child. Help me to follow after you and to serve you the rest of my life. And I ask for that mercy in Jesus' name. Amen. If you pray that prayer from your heart, today is your birthday in Christ. And it's a whole new kind of a life. If you've prayed that prayer uh, again, if that is a prayer you haven't prayed before, but today you've prayed that prayer, would you just raise your hand so I can talk to you later? Is anybody here? I've got 99 to go. Well, remember, our goal is not to embarrass you here, but Jesus said, if you're ashamed of me in front of people, I'll be ashamed of you in front of my Father. I tell you what, uh, when, when I said yes to Martha, if somebody said, did you marry Martha Bernhardt? I didn't say, shh, I want everybody to know. No, I, I sure did. Look here, got a ring. Prove it. You know, I've got the Holy Spirit to prove I'm uh, part of the bride of Christ. We want to thank you one more time for taking the time to listen to these messages that God's provided our fellowship. We believe he's doing something special among us and would love for you to be a part of it. We hope that you'll take the time to come and visit us in person someday soon. And we invite you to visit our website, covenantcommunitylj.com. There you'll find information on how to contact us if you have a prayer request or if there's a specific way we can minister to you and your family. Until then, God bless you.